0: Call Larry now. Studio lines are open at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. Making Money Sense is on the air. Welcome once again to the Larry Rosenthal Show,
1: making money sense. And here he is, Larry, well, at least the top side of him, if you're looking at YouTube.tv.
2: You got your head, though, Larry. <laughs> I know, I see. I uh, got uh, Somebody the bumped here, the I'll, camera there. I, I know, I'll fix it at the break. <laughs> Something moved. <laughs> well, we
1: appreciate you jumping on here and uh, joining us here for the Larry Rosenthal Show, 855-767-3123, 855-ROSE-123, if you have any questions for Larry Rosenthal here today. Well,
2: what's well good morning, on? everyone, and welcome. Welcome, Chris. How are you today? I am doing
1: very well. It's a, it's a great day to be here. I mean, I know a lot of people are gearing up for the big event, you know?
2: Just yeah, running. Super Bowl weekend. It's going to be yeah. very exciting, right? Very exciting. A little bit of rain, I hear, is may, may be uh, in, in the uh, forecast, but uh, I'm sure they'll pull it off. Should be a good game. Definitely a good game. Yeah, so yeah. it be fun well, to who, watch. Who are you voting to rain, in the, uh, in the end Well, the you know, game. you got a lot of experience at, at one quarterback, and then you got a lot of speed on the other side of the ball, too. So it, it'll be very interesting to so see. So, is how this that, Larry Rosenthal's political
1: out. stance of saying, I'm not telling anybody who I'm
2: going for? Is that what it is? I think the Chiefs may pull this one off. All right. Yep. Well, we'll see. Yep, definitely. So, we'll <laughs> see. We'll see. You know, we'll, we'll, but right. I just hope it's a good game. Hope yeah, it's a fun, good game, and, you know, hope nobody gets hurt. And and uh, am yeah. looking forward to seeing a good, good football game. So, yeah, yeah. well, good morning, everyone, and welcome to Making Money Sense. I'm Larry Rosenthal. And, uh, again, I'd like to continue to welcome our longtime listeners on WAVA in the D.C.-Baltimore area, as well as our listeners now. We can call them longtime now as well uh, on SiriusXM, Coast to Coast and Border to Border Family Talk, Channel 131 on uh... satellite radio there as well so you know this past week the markets kind of pushed up a little bit because of upbeat vaccine headlines uh... improving uh... trends with with new infections uh, going down not not up obviously uh... The growing prospects of a large large stimulus which it looks like is going to come through here and uh... solid earnings reports which is very very good because ultimately fundamentals do drive the economy when it, when it comes to our fundamentals do drive the markets, and, and we're starting to see the rebound in those fundamentals, which is very, very good. Now, we did talk a few weeks ago about a little bit of uh, inflation pressures, and we are starting to continue to see more of that. The 10-year Treasury bond is, is now up at 1.16%, which is a good indication as that bond tends to rise with interest rates. We're looking down the road at increasing, you know, economic expansion, but at the same time, some possibilities of inflation still down the road a little bit. And I don't see that really happening too much this year or or the first half of next year or anything like that. So not not to worry as far as that goes. We added about forty nine thousand jobs, just a little, little this past week, a little slight under expectations, but still moving in moving in the right direction for sure. Um, some interesting news about. Uh, the, the markets, the stimulus package and things like that, uh, you know, Wharton, uh, the Penn Wharton School of Business here, <clears throat> excuse me, um, did an analysis of the $1,400 checks that seemed to be in the plan. And it shows that about 73% of the people said that money is going to go into savings versus into consumption. Uh, which I find very interesting, you know. Not much of a stimulus there, is there? If that's the case. Well, you know, it's it's it, it's still it's still the wave building, Chris, because the the and that's what my point is 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 the wave is still building of consumer spending. You know, consumer spending makes up about two thirds of our of our economy. You know, you and out you and I out buying things, buying hot dogs at Super Bowls, the whole nine yards, right? Mm-hmm. It's it's two thirds of of GDP, and and you've seen a lot of consumers. You know pull back obviously during the pandemic right and and you're seeing bank accounts you're seeing net worth continuing to rise and and once we start to get you know more and more people vaccinated, some herd immunity, you know maybe the third quarter, fourth quarter of this year, I think you're going to see some more robust uh spending happening not only in business but as far as the consumer goes too that's going to continue to push and expand the economy. So, so you know, from well, that how standpoint. Does that,
1: how does that guide your investments if you're looking at that down the road here? Does
2: it change well, things a little bit? You know, when you take a look at the, the investments right now, you know, in, in, in the market and the economy, you know, a lot of people are sitting around going, oh, this market's going to the moon, right? Well, mm. trees don't grow to the sky either, okay? And, and sooner or later, we're going to see some sort of a readjustment come back to, to, to normal. You know, stocks stocks have been have been really stoked by just massive amounts of stimulus uh, from central banks all around the globe, right? And and the old adage is true. You've heard me talk about this for 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 years, for decades, it seems like. Um, you know, don't fight the Fed, right? Mm-hmm. You can't fight the Federal Reserve. What is the Federal Reserve doing? Does the Federal Reserve have a tight policy or does it have a loose monetary policy? Whatever it is, don't fight the Fed, and that still holds true right now. So. Even in a severely overpriced market, you know, when you take a look at where stocks are today, are they undervalued? Are they fairly valued? Or are they overvalued? Stocks today are definitely overvalued. And even in the throes of an overvalued stock market with, a, with the very accommodative Fed, that can continue to push prices upwards, all right? Mm-hmm. Valuations in the stock market don't decide turning points. In the market, fundamentals do okay, and 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 we've got two power two two very strong forces in today's market, okay, and that is tail 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 risk and mean reversion, and what I mean by that is this is the stock market, Chris. To to your point, is is a forward looking mechanism. It's looking down the road. At, at what does the future of the economy look like? Because the bottom line is this people buy stock based off the future anticipation of, of corporate earnings, right? You got company A who says, hey, everything's great, our product's doing wonderful. And company B goes, huh, not so much, right? Which stock do you want to buy? Company A, obviously. So the market is looking at this anticipation. Of a rebound. Now, we've seen 83% of companies that have reported fourth quarter earnings right now. You know, right now, January, February, and March of 2021, we're seeing the fourth quarter of 2020's earnings being reported. And 83% of them have reported or exceeded expectations wow. of those that have reported so far, which is very good. We're starting to continue to see the rebound from the COVID recession, okay, uh, as far as corporate earnings goes, the markets and stuff like that. Now, jobs, unemployment and wages, that's still a different story. That's usually a lagging scenario in the in the economy, whereas the market is a forward-looking indicator. So the market's looking forward, Chris, to future earnings, first quarter, second quarter, all the, you know, 2021 earnings is what it's looking at. We haven't even seen them come in yet. We're still working on 2020 right now earnings. So that's why the market has pushed up so much because the Federal Reserve is so accommodative right now. The anticipation of the consumer coming back, the anticipation of vaccine, more stimulus, all that bodes well for a very powerful backdrop. However, at some point down the road, we will see a couple of things could happen. This is what we're marching toward. Let's pretend it's December. Let, 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 let's pretend it's, you know, February of 2022 right now. And we're sitting here and we're looking back in time at 2021 earnings. If those earnings haven't come in to justify the stock price levels oh, that yeah. we're at today, we'll see we're adjustment. going to see a quick uh, reversion back to the mean. Yeah. Back, We're going to see a very fast adjustment. On the other hand, if those earnings for 2021 – have come in strong enough that they can justify the the level of prices that the stocks are at today then this thing can continue to keep on marching north all right as long as we know we don't run into too much inflation or too many other uh, forces in the economy that slow spending that slow corporate earnings and things like that so there's a lot on the table here with all of this right now when we're taking a look at, at down the road with the with the markets and the economy you know the the congressional budget office this past week came out basically and said that it looks like the us economy is going to gain its pre-pandemic level wow okay by mid 2021 you know mid 2021 is, is you know, it's a couple baseball corner. innings away from right yeah, now, right? It's really close. You know, I mean, it's not that far when, wow. when when you really take a look at it. And so, there's a lot of positive uh, information out there, but you know, a word to the caution here. A word to the caution. Know what you own. Understand the risk levels that you're in because we're seeing things on 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 the business channels and in the markets these days. Stocks flying all around like like crazy. And and uh, just make sure that you don't get too far over the tips of your skis. Make sure you understand your risk. Understand what your beta, your alpha, your sharp, your standard deviations is. In other words, now is a very good time to take a look at understanding what you own and ask your advisor this, what is my risk level? What's mm. my risk-adjusted return as compared to the markets right now? What will my holdings look like if the market does pull back 10% yeah. or 5% or, or, or 15% or whatever it may be? What does my portfolio look like? And and am I invested in what would be called, quote, unquote, the post-COVID economy? So these are some of the mm. questions that we have to look at. We'll be marching forward towards this right now. Uh, every week we want to make sure, you know, we always start the show off with what's going on in the markets and the economy to make sure that your portfolios are are set up for what your needs are, whether you're growing your investments, whether you're at the stage in life when you're starting to reduce your 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 exposure to growth, and maybe turning your investments into distributable streams of income, or or if you're, you're you're looking to pass assets on to to your heirs, you know I was speaking with a client not too long ago here this past week, and she was telling me you know listen Larry you know the the money in this particular account she was talking about she has no designs at all ever to use it, hmm. and she wants it to go to her grandkids, and so we started talking about her investment needs versus where she would want the money to grow for her grandkids' investment needs. So so there you take somebody who's already retired who says, hey, I've got this pile of money over here, whether it's big, small, or indifferent, it doesn't really matter. All right. But think about this. She doesn't need any of this money for her income needs at all. The the main desire of this account is to pass on to her grandkids. So so you take somebody who's in their seventies how old are their grandkids right they're teenagers, maybe mm-hmm, okay mm-hmm. Or, or or not even ten yet, or, or maybe early twenties somewhere in that ballpark right so so now you 're sitting here going well let 's make this investment design f- in in anticipation of of the grandkids' inheritance one day versus very conservative and and, and income producing for somebody who 's seventy five years old makes sense so so you know you've got to understand wh- where you are in life and and what your objectives are on each one of your piles of money. And that's a wonderful thing, to be able to have
1: something to be able to leave to your grandkids, you know?
2: Sure it is. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, and it doesn't matter if it's a dollar or, or a million dollars, whatever it may yeah. be. But you've, you've got to understand what the investment objective is of each one of your investments yeah. uh, when, it, when it goes to what your needs are. So uh, very important out there, definitely. So Hey, I see we've got to take a quick break. Let's open up the phone lines, man. It's Saturday, which means open mic Saturday. I'm very happy about that because it's your questions, whatever you want to ask. Feel free to give us a ring at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-ROSE-123 or 855 855- rose 767 you're listening to making money sense i'm larry rosenthal we'll be back in a moment
0: you are listening to making money sense live with larry rosenthal Phone lines are open for your retirement and financial planning questions at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. More Making Money Sense in a moment.
3: There are still too many countries that give little or no assistance to disabled children. In third world nations, these children could be left alone while parents try to eke out a living. About 10 years ago, residents of Prince William and Fauquier counties in Virginia formed Children with Disabilities Fund International. It focuses on the needs of disabled children. CDFI's current work in Jamaica and Kenya supports about 300 disabled children and their families. For some of these children, they're getting the care they need for the first time in their lives. CDFI recently began an individual child sponsorship program in an effort to better meet the needs of these disabled children. To choose your child to sponsor, go to thecdfi.org. That's thecdfi.org. Your gift will help transform not only a disabled child's life, but the lives of their parents and of the surrounding community. Go to thecdfi.org. Make a difference. Go to the CDFI.org. Delivering sound financial advice you can depend on. You found the Larry Rosenthal Show. Call now with your questions, eight five five seven six seven three one two three or stop by Larry Rosenthal.com. This is the Larry Rosenthal Show.
1: Sure appreciate you joining us. 855-767-3123. 855-ROSE-123 to talk to Larry Rosenthal, our financial and retirement expert here in studio. Larry.
2: Go ahead and uh, ooh, let me get the caller here. Let's welcome Norman on the line from Florida. Good morning, Norman. How are you today? Hey, good morning, guys. How's everybody doing? Um, God bless you. Shabbat Shalom, for those that, that it applies to. Um, Larry, I had a question for you.
4: Uh, you know, I, I, I follow a Bible prophecy quite closely, and uh, there's there's um you know, the Bible's the number, number one selling book in the world for a reason. And I just don't see, I mean, but with the Bible aside, I just don't see with everything that's happening in the world, and, I, and I, actually I don't think that the media channels are actually, Reporting it as such, you know, what's really truly happened. But I don't see how we can we can sustain these, these you know, high market values, you know, with the Dow Jones Industrial, the S and P 500, the Nasdaq. I just don't I just don't see it with all this inflation. We're just we're printing out of money. We're printing money out of the coup, out of the as you know. We're just printing money, 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 money. And and of course that's going to cause inflation in the long run. I just see the financial dollar collapsing, and I just see people—I already know people that are that are getting ready to pull out of the stock market altogether and invest in. What's your take on that?
2: What did you say the last part is, Norman? Invest in what?
4: A lot of people are thinking about investing. Taking their money out of the stock market altogether and buying gold and uh, investing it into cryptocurrencies such as uh, Bitcoin and you know things like
2: that. So What's so here so yeah so so there, there's a lot in this and and let's just sort of unpack this and break it down a little bit, Norman. So, you know, <clears throat> first of all, the question is posed: Can we sustain these high PE ratios in the market? And the answer is no. You know, at some point, earnings have to come in to justify the the, the level of stocks, right, or the stocks are going to pull back. As sooner or later, fundamentals drives the economy. It always happens. There will be a triggering event. What it will be and when it will be, I don't know. It could be that this market just stays sort of right where it is, And then we look at first, second, third quarter earnings this year. You know, maybe we're sitting here at Thanksgiving time this year, and we're looking back in the rearview mirror, and we're seeing, hey, you know what, earnings never came in. The market's going to readjust. There's always going to be a reversion to the mean. There's always going to be the fact that fundamentals drive the markets. There have been times in the market when the market's been severely undervalued. If you take a look at the fourth quarter of 2018, the the fed made some statements that pushed the market down double digits in the matter of a couple of weeks around christmas time in december of 18 and the market's dropped so far below being undervalued and then it came back up in 2019 as a result of of you know people saying hey the market's undervalued now we're sitting here with the market at a high p ratio just the opposite and we're looking down the road to see where's the justification of this thing and that's where earnings has to come in. Now as far as getting rid of 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 stocks and buying gold because you're fearful that the dollar's going to collapse, you know, if if that happened god forbid, you know, we're going to have bigger problems. Uh, even if you take gold down to the grocery store, you know, it, it's it's, you know, you're not going to be able to buy and sell with it. You're not going to be able to walk out with a steak with with a chunk of gold, okay? Uh, you know, the government's going to have to jump in under martial law or something. Who knows what's going to happen at that point? And it's probably going to be some sort of digital type of currency, you know. Uh, so so I just don't know what that is, you know. And then you take a look at, at inflation uh, down the road. Yeah, we're starting to see some the canary in the coal mine of inflation pressures. Uh, but I think 2022, 2023, it may come in a little bit. But inflation is all part of a of a continuous uh, market expansion that that happens, you know, the Fed is wanting to get us inflation. They want us to have at least two percent inflation for a period of time, because deflation is a worse scenario than inflation. And so, so these are all market forces that happen. They've happened, Norman, for decades. If you go back and look at the markets, we've had this type of a conversation. For decades and decades and decades in, in our rearview mirror about that same scenario, and and the bottom line is this: is you know when the Lord comes back, He comes back, and until then, we need to be good stewards with our dollars, you know, and and uh, you know and, and invest accordingly there. So you know if you're concerned about the, the the price of stocks in your portfolio right now, then then exactly what I was just talking about the a few minutes ago. Uh, earnings have to come in to justify it at some point. you know. And I'll be more than happy to, to send you out some information on how to grade the level of risk that you have in your portfolio so that you can make sure that you can digest any, any type of volatility that hits. So I'll go ahead and put you on hold, and I'll have Bob get some of your information, and we'll shoot you out some, some information right. on how to adjust or how to grade the level of risk you have within your portfolio. So appreciate the phone call. You listen to Making Money Sense, Larry Rosenthal Show. Give us a ring at eight five five Rose 123. Let's welcome Tony on the line from Maryland. Good morning, Tony. How are you?
4: Good morning. Good morning, sir. Good morning. Thank you for your service. Um I'll make it quick. I know you have a lot of people on the line. Um can you explain Game Stock? Uh the Hall of Game Stock by Robin Hood, Um that happened last uh last week in plain English and also as a new investor. Um, I was trying to gauge whether to go with the vaccines, because um, as a uh, stock purchase, like Johnson Johnson has the one shot, which is more convenient, but it's not. They say it's not 66% um, efficacy, rather than Moderna, Medi- Moderna or Pfizer. But um, what are your opinions on that? Now, take my question. So, so that. yeah. So
2: oh, my my. Yep, Tony, two good questions. First of all, let's look at the vaccine companies. You know, that, that's biotech, that's big pharma. You know, th- that entire space I like. I liked it for the last 15, 20 years, and I'm going to be liking it for the next 15, 20 years probably. So, you know, the, as far as the, the companies that are rolling out the vaccines, that's already baked into their stock price. But if you're looking to say, hey, you know what? I like the healthcare sector, you know, I mean as a human race, we're not done developing medicines, right? We're not. We're going to continue to try and improve, you know, our health. And so if you like that theme going forward, why would we not have some money invested in those overall stocks? A good mutual fund and ETF can buy the whole basket of all of those versus individual stocks trying to get lucky with them. So I like that whole sector going forward as far as the GameStop goes. Um, it is a little complicated on what happened, but I'll try and break it down for you the way you asked. So you have some people that, that will bet on a stock. They'll say, I don't think that company's doing so well, and they bet that the stock's going to drop. And if they're correct in that direction, they make some money. Now, if, if somebody comes in and starts to buy that stock, then it pushes the price up. And all the people that have bet that the stock's going to go down, they borrowed money in order to make that bet. And so if the stock's going up, they're actually losing money and gaining a greater debit in their accounts because they borrowed money to bet the stock was going down. And as a result, you're only allowed to borrow a certain percentage in your accounts. It's called margin. And once that margin starts to get squeezed a little bit, you have to start covering it. So you have to start buying more and more of it. So everybody that was covering it was, was actually helping uh, to push the stock up. That's kind of what happened, and it's kind of tough over the airs to envision that. If you were here in the studio, I could show you a picture of it real quick. Um, but you can just go Google images shorting a stock. Okay, and, and and it'll explain it to you right there. But that's pretty much what happened, uh, as far as that goes. And, and yep, absolutely, Tony. I appreciate appreciate the phone call. I'll, I'll let you roll here, and uh, let's go ahead and bring on Bill from Maryland. Good morning, Bill. How are you today? Hello, we, Bill. You still there?
1: I think we lost Bill. He'll, well, he'll
2: hopefully he'll call back. Okay. Let me just. Uh, yep. There we go. Yep. So. You know, and it's interesting, Chris, too. You know, the regulators are starting to to buzz about this, you know, about the whole Robinhood, GameStop, and, and all that kind of stuff, and, and <laughs> yeah. taking a look at it. And
1: Kind of an know, interesting
2: I, thing. It was very interesting. It is very interesting, and it's probably not the last time it's going to happen.
1: Well, this you know? whole Robinhood uh, idea is is an interesting idea where, you know, normally in stock uh, programs, you buy full shares, right? But Robinhood lets you anybody and everybody even buy fracks, little tiny pieces of it. So that's kind of – and they can get large groups of people buying small portions of the stock at one time through social media, and that's kind of what I understand happened with the GameStop as they kind of got got that going on.
2: Yep, so, pretty much so, yep, pretty much so. It's interesting stuff. It is, it is, and it's very risky stuff. Yeah. It's extremely risky stuff, okay? Yeah. Um, you know, if you're on the wrong side of a massive momentum, whether it's up or down, whichever way you're betting – It can move very, very quickly, so it's not for the faint of heart by by any means at all, you know, as far as that goes. So, but you know, getting back, it's it's about earnings in the market, and and you know that that opens up a good discussion too. You know, are we investing? Are we making a trade, or are we gambling in the market? What are you doing? What's happening? You know, a lot of people like to have their investment portfolio 80, 90 percent of their money you know, in, in in rock solid things that over time are probably going to do well and create wealth and income for themselves in retirement. And then they might take 5 or 10% and might play around with it a little bit in, in, in some of these different high volatile stocks and things. But, you know, make sure you understand what you're doing and research, research, and research before you do all of this stuff for for sure, you know. I mean, when 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 we take a look at, at man's economy and God's economy, there's there's definitely two opposing sides to all of this, you know. And how we handle our money influences our our, our fellowship with the Lord, you know. When 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 you take a look at at, at Scripture here, uh, you know, in Luke sixteen eleven, uh, Jesus says, you know, therefore if you have not been faithful in the use of worldly wealth, who will entrust you with riches, you know? And, and if we handle our money according to principles of Scripture, we're going to grow closer to Christ, right? Uh, however, if we're unfaithful with it and we start putting money first and assets first, well, it distances our relationship with the Lord. Now, He'll never leave us or forsake us, right? But we don't want to have a distance growing either. You what know?
1: kind of principles would you say are good stewardship principles when it comes to, you know, that kind of a thing when you're talking about being a good steward over your money from a biblical point of view?
2: Putting it in the back seat. The putting the lord first.
1: Ah, amen. Okay, sure. You know? sure. De-
2: definitely. You know, yeah. throw throw the money in the back seat. Maybe of the
1: tithing or giving to charity or things like that could be in there somewhere. Or...
2: Yes, absolutely. Yeah. With, with with because that know, is with,
1: putting him first when you do that.
2: Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. possessions compete with God. Yeah. Oh yeah. P- possessions, you know, oh, look at the new shiny object. Let's go get it, right? Mm-hmm. You know, do we need it? What what's the story, you know? I mean, by definition, we're very blessed in the, in the US here without a doubt. Uh, compared to the globe, compared to a lot of people. And, and, you know, possessions, especially money, and all that money, you know, sort of represents, it, it competes with the Lord. You know, and God doesn't want anything in, in, in between us and, and him. You know, you, Jesus said, you, you know, you can't serve two masters. Either you're going to hate one or you're going to love the other, right? And I'm just paraphrasing mm-hmm. there. You know, you, you'll be devoted to one and despise the other. You can't serve both God and money at the same time. That's in Matthew oh, yeah. uh, 6.24, I think. You know, and, and, yeah, and, and, um, you know, so so we we have to be good stewards with it. We have to put money in its right place. We have to understand what our role is with money, you know, and and we need to be a good steward with the dollars. And and how are we using money? How are we using our assets? You know, it, it used to be, you know. What, what's your number? How much do you need to save in order oh, yeah. to get where you want to be? Yeah. But, you know, the question needs to be rephrased, Chris, and the question needs to be something along the lines of, am I getting the value out of my relationships? Am I, am I getting the value that money can deliver to me for my relationships to, to, to be in good relationship with the Lord, to be in good relationship with others? You know, we need to use money as a tool that way not allow it to manage us.
1: Yeah, you can't buy a ticket with money to the pearly gates in heaven. You know, it just doesn't happen.
2: That's not <laughs> you can do. No, it doesn't work like that. Yeah, like yeah, no, not 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 at all. So, hey, I see we got to take a quick break here. Again, it's open, Mike, Saturday. Let's open up these phones. Let's get some phone calls here. Give us a call with your questions. We're going to be talking about taxes in the next section here. Uh, some new stuff that is being brought to the floor is going to be kind of uh, interesting discussion here. But give us a ring, 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. You're listening to Making Money Sense. I'm Larry Rosenthal, we'll be back in a moment.
0: You are listening to Making Money Sense Live with Larry Rosenthal. Phone lines are open for your retirement and financial planning questions at 855 Rose 123. That's 855 767 3123. More Making Money Sense in a moment.
2: And here's another Money Minute with Larry Rosenthal. So many different ways to invest money lump sum deposits. Buy and hold, market timing. How about dollar cost averaging? Put the same amount of money into the same investment at every interval, whether it's monthly, quarterly, annually, whatever it may be. This gives you the greatest opportunity to get the average price over the long term of the investment because one of the secrets to creating wealth is the acquisition of shares. You want to keep buying more and more shares over time. On the flip side, when you're in your retirement years and you want to distribute dollars to yourself for income, do the same thing in reverse dollar cost average out during your retirement years
3: you've seen and heard him on fox business cnbc and the wall street journal larry rosenthal is here right now to take your calls at 855-767-3123 that's 855 rose123 This is the Larry Rosenthal Show.
5: 855-767-3123,
1: 855-ROSE123 to talk to Larry Rosenthal, our financial and retirement expert here in studio with any of your financial and planning questions. Larry? Oh, by the way, are we doing any more of those webinars coming up?
2: Uh, yeah, we're going to be doing some in uh, beginning of March, it looks like. Those are a lot of fun. Uh, so I stay tuned. Those. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Uh, we just we just finished one up, what was it, last week, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, just yeah it, was, it was pretty neat on uh, the markets, the economy, and, and financial planning and things like that. So, you know, you can go visit my website, LarryRosenthal.com. Uh, like us and follow us on Facebook. Sign up for our newsletter as well as uh, check out our our upcoming webinars that that will be there. Uh, we don't have any up there right now, but we're going to be putting some up uh, for for March. Matter of fact, uh, they'll be up by next week. Nice uh, on, on on the show. Yep, it sounds good. So we had lots of people on it from all over the country. It was a lot of fun. And by the way, you can also catch us live on LarryRosenthal.TV, TV, streaming the radio show live on YouTube. Uh, we have lots of people that that uh, chime in from from YouTube. You can go in and chat and write some questions, and Chris will read them on the air here for us if you like. Uh, a lot a lot of fun do, doing that. So you know, a lot a lot of a lot of new technology coming out and enabling us to to do all kinds of things with the radio show.
1: Well, you know, you have an excellent radio face. The rest of us kind of need to hide it once in a while, but you do all right.
2: <laughs> yeah, there you so go. You gotta so we got to put you confident. up there on YouTube so people can see you. Yeah, right. It's, it's right. all good. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so. Um, hey, you know, I I do want to uh, talk about some headlines here. I, I'm getting just a ton of questions all, every week now uh, about you know what's going to happen with the dollar, what's going to happen with taxes, what's going to happen with all kinds of different things under the new administration, right? <clears throat> and and the answer to that is I don't know. We got to wait and see, right? You know, we've got to wait and see what actually comes out. And, and just because they start saying one thing, by the time it works its way through the halls of Congress, it could come out a little differently. Oftentimes that happens, right? And uh, yesterday, uh, Cory Booker and Ayanna Presley announced that, that they wanted to change the estate tax level. The estate tax level. Let me explain this to, 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 to everybody, because this is really important. And if this change takes place, it's going to change the way f- uh, retirement planning is, is thought of and done. So right now, <clears throat> if someone were to pass away uh, very wealthy, with you, you have what's called about a, a uh, $11 million, slightly over $11 million deductible. So for a single person, if, if you were to pass away with $15 million of assets, Homes, cars, bank accounts, investments, insurance, whatever it may be, totaling fifteen million dollars, uh, you would get sort of like a deductible on eleven million you 'd have to pay an estate inheritance tax or it 's known as the death tax on four million dollars okay now if you 're married you you can couple that with your spouse so you can you can me- take it all the way up to twenty two million as a deductible. Well, well, Cory Booker and Ayanna Pressley decided that they wanted to put forth a proposal, which they did, uh, to lower that down to $3.5 million. So now as an individual, if you have uh, uh, assets of, say, $4 million and you pass away, th- this hasn't passed. It's just being proposed, okay? But if, if you have assets of, of $4 million, you're going to have to pay an estate tax that roughly starts around 50% on that $500,000. 50%? Yeah. So, so now think about this. If, if you had, l- l- let's just do some simple math. Let's just suppose we have a single person. Okay. And, and they have, you know, six and a half million dollars of assets and you get that three and a half million unified creditor deductible. Now you've got, um, uh, an estate exposure on estate tax of $3 million, right? Let's assume that, that $3 million is sitting in an IRA. Not only does the estate have to pay the estate federal tax on the $3 million, but when your heirs receive the money in the IRA, that's never been income tax before. They're going to have to pay income taxes on it as well. Now, there is a, such a thing as IRD, income with res, uh, in respect of a deceit, and where you can knock that off on your tax return. But I don't know if that's going to pass, too, uh, coming through as, as well. So, so my point is that if they lower the estate tax then, then this, to this level, it is going to capture many, many uh, more people that have never even thought about this. And I'll I'll pick this up in a little bit, but I want to go ahead and and, and answer this call here from Chrissy in Maryland. Good morning, Chrissy. How are you this morning?
5: I'm pretty good. How are you?
2: I'm well. How can I help you today?
5: Yeah, I have a question. Thank you for uh, taking my call. Um, I was wondering if buying a land as an investment, uh, that would be a good idea. And... um, I have another question. I have a brother, and um, he wants me to um, give him an advice how to invest as well. Uh, he's retired. He has some money, and he want to invest as well. So what will you suggest?
2: So buying land, will- Chrissy, buying, buying raw land, undeveloped land, um, you know, you, you're going to have to pay tax on it plus any carrying cost you may have, maybe insurance and maybe a mortgage. I don't don't know. But the only way that it's going to do well for you is if the land goes up in value and you sell it. Because unapproved land, unimproved land, you can't rent it out. There's no structure on it to rent it out. So if you're looking at a piece of land where you think that area is going to do well in the future – then you know it's it's up to you. But before I would say, yeah, go ahead and buy it. I, I'd really want to have someone sit down and look at your overall financial situation, and see if if, if buying land is is the best for you. Maybe you want to buy property that that you can rent out. Maybe you want to put money into a real estate mutual fund or something of that nature. But that's really the best thing that I would recommend uh, as far as that goes. And and I can help you with that by by sending you out our financial planning toolkit. I'll, I'll uh, go ahead and put you on hold, and Bob will get some information from you. And then we can send you out our toolkit and have somebody follow up with you and, and help you with, with the land type of a decision. I like so the
1: we, idea of buying land so that I can just you know, go off-grid and eat mosquitoes and live in the rough. That's what I want to do.
2: That's, that's what you want to do, Chris. You're I want. a mountain man. you got to be a mountain man. Yeah. Let's bring Wendy on from Bemidji, Minnesota. Good morning, Wendy. How are you? Good morning. It's a
5: chilly morning, 18 below here.
2: Whoa. You know, I, ha- I have to tell you that, that me and some of my friends, we go ice fishing in Bemidji at Red Lake each year.
5: Oh, sure enough, you get your wildlife supply.
2: Yes, exactly, exactly, although we didn't go this past year because of COVID, but uh, uh, yep. we were watching Minnesota very closely to see if they'd let us in. <laughs> so we, 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 we ended up postponing it, So, but, yeah, we go up there. So uh, I'm very familiar with the town. How can I help you today? Awesome.
5: Here and um, so I I have investments myself, investment property, as well as I also counsel for a lot of others. Um, You know, and and a few of them have the mindset of, "Hey, let's be debt-free and just have the residual income." And if there's repairs, fine, take them along the way. Um, And then you've got the other ones that are like, you know, if I 1031 exchange out of these larger ones and go into the REIT, um, that's a pretty decent option. And I just, you know, I don't know a lot about them. And so I guess I'm just curious as to your thoughts on the pros and cons or things to be watchful and concerned, um, especially with the commercial property these days, that if the if it owns a lot of commercial property in some areas. And now with people working home so much, you've got the overhead, they're eliminating some of these larger buildings. What concerns would you have over these um, reefs?
2: Exactly what you just said, first of all, let's break down the reITs real quick. you know um, are, are you looking at a a public reIT or a private reIT? There's a big difference right. there right in, yeah, in a private reIT, that money goes in, and the price per share is at nine fifty a share or ten dollars a share, and it stays the same, and you get that dividend six to eight percent you know each year, boom, boom, boom. when that reIT gets filled and they bring that reIT to market at some point down the road. You don't know if that REIT's going to be worth $10 a share, $7 a share, $15 a share. You have no idea what it's going to pop to when it opens up its public offering price, right? And, and, and along the way, your money's locked into it because there's no liquidity. If you, if you can pull the money out, you're usually going to have to pay a penalty, a pretty good size one in order to do so before it goes public. And sometimes that, that is solely at the discretion of the people on the board at the REIT. So so from the standpoint of of not really knowing how this thing's gonna play out down the road, I'm personally not a fan of, of private REITs like that. Although there there's many ones out there that have done very successful over the years. Uh, we prefer publicly traded REITs, ones that have already come to market where they're liquid where you can put money in today and pull money out tomorrow you see what the price is you see what the dividend yield is it's all public knowledge not only that you can buy them and put a stop loss underneath of them so if something happens to the price of the REIT it goes down the stock stop loss will will punch you out right away and save you some 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 uh, downside risk right there so those are the two sides of the REIT world when it comes to putting dollars away and it really goes to the investor as to what he or she's liquidity needs are, what their risk acceptance levels are, um, and even in some cases their tax scenario when it, when it comes to that. So, so that's, that's the story right there. You know? and, and the primary investment objective, Wendy, being a realtor, you would know this from, a, from an investment property, not, 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 a, not a residence where you want to raise your family and things like that, but from an investment property is the net net income you know if, if you can go buy a rental home on the lake and you're netting it out you know for 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 you know uh, let, let's suppose you're you're getting a 4% net return after all of your expenses and the rent comes in and things like that versus taking that money and putting it into a publicly traded REIT that might be paying a dividend of 9 or 10%. Do you see what I mean? So so both of the both the, the real estate primary objective is for Income—that's the primary objective behind that sector, right there. And you could do it a couple of different ways, you know, private REITs, public REITs, and and actually rental property, real property, right there. Uh, real property gives you the uh, a lot more tax advantages than the REITs do. So, so you really have to break it down and take a look at it. But when it comes to the differences at, at a high level of public versus private REITs, that's it. Does that help? If you like, I'll be happy to. Yep. If you like, I'll be happy to send you out some information, and in exchange for some fishing trips, uh, fishing uh, tips next next January. How's that sound?
5: (laughs) I'm not the fisher person.
2: (laughs) Uh, You live up there. You gotta be right. I know. (laughs) I mean, what are the chances from somebody from Bemidji calling? Right? It's pretty good. I love it up there. It's fun. It's fun. It's beautiful.
5: Just a little cold right now. That's all.
2: We were there a couple years ago in that Nordic, uh, what was it? The Nordic blast—is that what it's called, Chris? Remember the the? It was sixty-five degrees below. Oh yeah. Uh, we were out on the lake that year. Cold, in, cold, yeah. In cold. one of the houses, yep, yep. I took a pot of boiling water and threw it up in the air, and it froze as soon as it left the the uh, <laughs> the pan. It was yeah, pretty neat. Cool. So anyway. Yeah. That's not what this show's about. So, we'll, we'll, we'll do another fishing show some other time, Wendy. Hey, if you want, I'll put you on hold and we'll send you out some information on the REITs and things like that. Appreciate the phone call. Go fishing with Larry. You're Rosenthal. making money. Yep. You listen to Making Money Sense Larry Rosenthal show. Go to visit my website at larryrosenthal.com and sign up for our newsletter. We send out our monthly newsletter each month. Our monthly newsletter each month yeah we wouldn 't send it out month uh, bi monthly would we Chris? Probably. so uh, it 's free and it just it 's just packed with you know several talking points and bullets on on uh, you know bullet talking points on uh, just what 's going on in the economy and, and financial planning tips and and things of that nature so uh, you know happy to to have you sign up there go 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 check it out you know when it when it comes to you know, we, we've been talking about retirement planning and all kinds of things today, as we usually do. And and what is the retirement equation? What are the things that you can control? What are the things that you cannot control? And and it's it's pretty detailed. Well, it's it's pretty broad. But when you take a look at at the things that that you have control of, you have control of your asset allocation. You have control of your investment. You have control of where you want to and where you don't want to invest, and you have control of getting in and getting out, right? You have control of your savings versus your spending. You have control over all of that stuff, right? And and so, when when you when you take a look at what's out of your control, market returns. So so you've got market returns that are out of your control. You've got. The Federal Reserve monetary policy, you've got tax and spend out of White House and Congress. Those are out of your control, okay? And, and some things that are in your control is your employment, your earnings, partial control anyway, I should say, and, and your lifestyle, health, longevity, things of that nature. So when you boil this all down and you take a look at the things you can control, which is your asset allocation, where you're going to be investing your money versus the things that are out of your control, the market returns. Those two forces fight against each other, don't they? And that's what we want to try to do is help you with education. You know, at the top of the show, we were talking to somebody about the level of of the stock market today, the P.E. ratios. If you're nervous about that, why? Why? You know, where should you be investing your dollars? Understand when, when I was explaining this to somebody, this is where I'm going, I was explaining this to somebody earlier this week, when, when you make an investment, the, one of the first things you need to ask yourself is what has to go right for that investment to succeed the way you are hoping it does and what has to go wrong for that investment to not succeed what you're fearful of. Those are the things that you have to take a look at. And if you're looking to put new money into this market right now, it might be best to dollar-cost average in a little bit. When the markets are high, you want to break up your new money and put it in a little bit at a time every month, every couple of weeks, things like that, and then buy on dips when we receive those dips because we will receive them from time to time. And so that's one of the keys to, to to being able to control and and work your way through a market that's at these levels these days. And it's important because there will always be times – in a rising market, in an expanding economy, with a very accommodative Federal Reserve, there will always be temporary pullbacks. There will be a triggering event. We don't know when or what it's going to be, but it'll pull those dollars back. And the good news for people that are are working with and putting money in their four hundred one k's or the government TSP or things like that is simply that you know. Every pay period that you're putting money in, you're dollar cost averaging right on through this, this high market and, and just keep on doing that. It's time in the market. Trust me, it's not timing, okay, like you want to see uh, in, in some of these, these uh, high-flying stocks lately, but it's time in the market. That's what it is. Find quality, buy that quality, hold that quality to your goals go, change or the quality of those investments go away. That's what this is about. Uh, when when it, when it comes to proper investing, and you can visit my website at LarryRosenthal.com dot com and check on our articles we 've got all kinds of information out there that that will will help uh, support what I was just talking about and 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 uh, just look at our library of resources right there. We want to help you become educated and make the right decisions with your with your money for yourself as well as your heirs down the road too so Give us a ring at 855-ROSE-123. I see we've got to take one real quick break, Chris. Uh, 855-767-3123. I'm Larry Rosenthal. We'll be back in a moment with more of your Making Money Sense.
0: You are listening to Making Money Sense live with Larry Rosenthal. Phone lines are open for your retirement and financial planning questions at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. More making money sense in a moment.
2: And here's another Money Minute with Larry Rosenthal. Proper financial planning starts with a firm foundation. Don't jump up to the third rung of the ladder when you're trying to climb to the top of the roof. Make sure your insurance is aligned properly. Make sure you have the right types of homeowners, auto, umbrella, disability, long-term care, life insurance, just to name a few. Financial planning starts with a firm foundation, and that foundation is your insurance. Then take a look at your cash flow. Are you able to save money? Save it in the proper places. Retirement planning, traditional IRAs, traditional 401K plans, Roth IRAs. Make sure that the dollars are actually working for you towards your investment objectives.
3: We've seen and heard him on Fox Business, CNBC, and The Wall Street Journal. Larry Rosenthal is here right now to take your calls at 855-767-3123. That's 855-ROSE-123. This is The Larry Rosenthal Show.
1: Appreciate you listening today. If you'd like to watch us, we're available there at LarryRosenthal.tv. That's LarryRosenthal.tv on YouTube. Or you can call us to ask any questions of Larry Rosenthal, our financial and retirement expert, in studio every Saturday morning at this time at
2: 855-767-3123, 855-ROSE-123. Larry. Sure, Chris. We've just got a few minutes left in the show. Um, yeah, I had a whole another couple sections to go in, but I just might trade them, just change them. Uh, well, yeah, Change them out. Hold them for next week, yeah, rather than trying to go through something that... Uh, can't probably finish up how much it's a couple of minutes We're a couple of minutes here yeah so so um you know you got any questions Chris I have lots <laughs> of questions where do you want me to start <laughs> <laughs> I hear you I hear you so yeah. you know one of the things I wasn't gonna talk about here was preparing to retire in a down market you know oh, yeah, there's there's all one. this talk about the markets are very very high what happens if the markets turn around and you're getting ready to retire right what happens five years from now if you're going to retire and you're retiring and the market is down or we're in a recession or things like that? Here's the rule. The closer you are in time to needing your money, the more conservative those dollars need to be positioned. <clears throat> so, so be thinking about this. Within your investment account, you might have different sub-buckets of money. You might have a pile of money in, in, in four or five different investments within your account that says, you know, this money is going to be used over the next one to three, three and a half years for an income stream. So I need this section of my money to be pretty conservative in case the market turns around. On the other hand, then you've got another tranche of money within your investments that says, you know, I, I need money to keep growing four to eight years down the road. And then another piece of your investment – that needs money to grow plus ten years, ten years or further. So, when you think about in your forties, in your you know your twenties, in your forties, in your fifties, the the main attitude on your investments is grow, grow, grow. But once you start getting within that zone of retirement, that that you know three, five, eight years out, you've got to start looking at saying, okay, I've got to take some of this risk and growth off the table and turn it into investments that deliver both growth and income for myself and from a tax in a tax efficient manner as well so so those are some of the the key things in how people can hurt themselves in retirement years is by not make is by making by not making sure or not understanding the importance of having what we would call some quiet money money that enables you to to withstand some of the ups and downs during your retirement years, so that money is stable producing income. You know, those REITs that we were just talking to to uh, uh, Wendy about a, a few minutes ago from Minnesota, th- th- those would be uh, very good options as well for, mm-hmm. for the production of income also, so. Hey, you can catch us next Saturday here with another session of Making Money Sense. Check us out on LarryRosenthal.tv. Check us out at my website, LarryRosenthal.com. Sign up for our newsletter. Uh, follow us and like us on Facebook as well. If you have any questions during the week, you can simply call our 800 number, 855-ROSE-123. We'll be happy to send you out information. People call all the time saying, hey, I, I heard this on the show. Do you have any of that information? So happy to do that. So for Chris in the back and Bob McKay, um, I did that backwards, didn't I? For Chris and Bob, I'm Larry. Have a great week. We'll be back next Saturday with another session of Making Money Sense.